Welcome to Construction Cash Flow. The faster cash flows, the faster wealth grows. I'm your host, Stu Davidson, and I'd like to take a moment to introduce our incredible sponsor, Know Your Numbers. Understanding your cash flow is the cornerstone of success. It's what Construction Cash Flow and Know Your Numbers are all about. For more about Know Your Numbers, click the Know Your Numbers link in the podcast notes to start your journey of financial enlightenment that could literally transform your business. In this episode, I want to talk about how you can protect your payments, how you can give yourself the best chance of being paid in construction if you're a specialist contractor or you're a supplier as part of a construction network. Now, we just recently had some more stats I've been in the industry for over 30 years. To be honest, the same stats, the same problems, the same issues have come out over the three decades. Nothing much has changed, really. So sometimes you've got to take it upon yourselves to make sure that you're getting paid. Make sure you're putting yourself in the right position to be paid. Some of the stats that have come out in surveys this September, still 68% of payments are late in construction. And it's costing the industry a staggering 11.4 billion pounds. Now, I've always said the faster cash flows, the faster wealth grows. If we can just speed up the cash, everybody gains from that. We create more wealth for businesses, for our communities, for our families, for our nation. And I've said it before, the construction industry is punching way below its weight in terms of the wealth that it could actually create. Often it's the developers, the investors, the large tier ones that are benefiting from the supply networks, from the investments, from cash flow. That goes to their shareholders to fund their businesses. The poor supply network funds all that, doesn't really get a look in. And also developers as well. They're looking to make a profit on their developments. But some of that cash gets siphoned out, goes to other investments, then comes back into the business, which creates a lot of risk within the construction industry. The average payment term in the construction industry, it's a recent survey, showed was 90 days. The prompt payment code recommends 30 days. And I know that many, especially subcontractors, would be able to operate much better if we were down to fortnightly payments. What can you do to protect yourself and make sure that you're not on the receiving end of late payments, retentions, complex payment terms, which are all prevalent still after 30 years of me being in the industry. Nothing much has changed on the coalface. You know, we have these initiatives, we have these reports, we have, yes, the government's going to crack down. They try to administer the Construction Act. Now we've got a new one, which is the Small Business uh, Commission Office, which can investigate late payments. Do they really work in reality? Well, we see the stats year in and year out. Nothing much has changed. And the thing is, if you're on a contract, you're under complex payment terms, particularly around the ability of main contractors to issue payment notices. Let's not beat around the bush. Pay less notices are often issued as an excuse for paying late. If you're a specialist subcontractor, you need to protect yourself from pay less notices. They are rather spurious. And the Construction Act does give you the right to walk off site if you're not paid on time. But generally, the contract terms are against you, that you can't necessarily 
walk off site without being in breach of contract or without going to adjudication. So adjudication is supposed to be a quick and economic way of settling a payment dispute. But in my experience, it's not quick and it's not cheap. Sometimes the cost of the adjudication is more than the money that you're owed. So apart from all these initiatives that are rolled out every year, what can you do as a specialist contract to protect yourself? To evaluate your business, evaluate what you're good at, write down what you're about and incorporate those in your own terms and conditions, things that's going to affect your business. 34% of specialty subcontractors reported late payments were really affecting their, their, their cash flow. 17%, according to stats, and I think it might be more than this actually, have gone out of business because of late payments. And that's just in the last year. What, what can you do? First and foremost, as, as we've said quite often on the podcast, make sure you've got your own T's and C's that they align with your values. And then make sure that you're assessing, doing your due diligence on the main contractor or the tier one that you're working for. What are their values? Do they align with your values? Speak to other specialists to see if they get paid on time. Are they good to their word? Check out their credit rating. Sometimes longer payments means they might be in trouble. And as we've seen in the last few years, they're never too big to fail. So always check them out. Always have your own terms and conditions. I know there's pressure to sign up to their contract terms, to sign up to a JCT subcontract or an NEC subcontract, etc., with their terms and conditions on. But if they're not aligning with your T's and C's, your red lines, your red flags, don't take on the project. If they're not aligning or prepared to incorporate your terms, then you can sit at home and go bust rather than work hard and go bust. You know, so just be sure that you're doing your due diligence on your client, checking out other contractors to see if they get paid, checking that you understand the payment terms and the other terms, check that you understand what you're signed up to do and what those terms are. Integrate your own terms and conditions around your business so you'll know what cash flow you need. You'll know what risk that you're prepared to take. You'll know your values in terms of running your business and also with retentions. You know, I don't believe there's any reason for contractors, if they've got a proper quality assurance, quality management system in place, they're managing the project properly, why do they need to hold retention for two years? You know, if you're at the butt end of retention clauses that say we're holding retention for two years, it just means that money's gone. By the time they pay you that retention, inflation's taken place, so the retention pot is worth less. How many of you actually reclaim all your retention after two years? How many of you are still in business after two years, giving two years retention? So I don't think there's any necessity for two years. And these are things that you can negotiate. Don't give a main contractor anything to hang their hat on in terms of holding you in breach or delaying the contract. Some of the key issues are around quality, around progress on site, whether it made your application in the correct manner. A, you want to make your T's and C's simple in terms of how you want to get paid. This is how we want to get paid. This is how often we want to get paid. But make sure that you've got a workflow that's agreed with your client, where your application is made, what is the format of your application, what date it needs to be applied on. You know, so make sure you're getting your applications in, into the right person, into the right email box, into the right address, in the right format with the right supporting information. And I see so many applications that are in late, haven't got sufficient information. So you're making it difficult for your client to assess what you're actually applying for. It's straightforward when you've got 
just your, your contracted payments, but where there's a lot of variations, make it easy for the QS on the project to to assess your your claim. And so always put supporting information. So that brings me on to another thing is make sure that you're keeping really good records. And there's a certain particular way that you need to say keep site records. And if you do this, you're going to have the upper hand. If, if you receive a pay less notice or you receive the red pen through certain items, you're, you're going to reduce the chance of that happening to you. If you keep good records and you provide the right, correct information with those records, it helps the, the main contractor's QS. He knows that he's not going to have to work too hard. He, he, he learns to trust you. He learns to trust your figures. It makes his job easier. You're going to be held in a, a much better light. I know we talked about it before on, on the podcast about PVA tracker and making sure that you're keeping the right records in the right way, in a legal way, on site every day. So PVA tracker allows your foreman on site to keep those records. It makes it very, very simple to use. It's a simple app. If you do that, it could mean whether you get paid or not, whether you're held in breach of contract or not. And later on, if there's any disputes about delays, and that's one of the other and the big reason why uh, contractors withhold money. And it's difficult for them as well to work out on a weekly, monthly basis what the root cause of delays are and quite often the wrong person gets blamed for the delays so the one of the specialist contractors may get blamed for a delay which is actually a coordination issue that should sit with a main contractor or it may sit with another subcontractor or a specialist contractor and you get drawn into it and then you're into not doing what you do well which is producing a good quality product for your client you're into dispute handling and that takes up if you're a managing director of your your business that's going to take up most of your most of your time so you don't want to get into those situations so protect yourself by keeping the correct records make sure your applications in on time and make sure your t's and c's are accepted now the next thing i'm going to mention is also make sure the quality of your work is spot on have a project specific quality management system that you're going to make sure that your work is signed off by their site foreman on a daily weekly basis even a daily basis take daily photographs of your work because work can get ruined after you've done it work can get taken down after you've done it can get damaged after you've done it so make sure you keep this daily log of photographs and notes each day and there's apps that can make that really easy for you apps that you can upload that information to press a button and it comes out as a lovely beautiful report that you can quite easily send on to your main contractor so keeping records is absolute must to make sure that you're you're not getting blamed for anything and you can counter the arguments of of the main contractor if he's looking to give you pay less notices that you don't agree with that he's trying to reduce your payments or there's just a late payment make sure that you got make sure you do your due diligence on your on your tier one make sure you find out ear to the ground from other suppliers are they getting paid on time what's their latest situation do a run a credit check and have they got the money in there for paying the supply network on that particular project and i know i've talked about this before it's the white elephant in the room that's not been talked about but money is siphoned out of construction projects to pay for other investments they're then liquidated then brought back into the project the money is not there to pay you some of the time 
So you want protection against that. You either want to put in your T's and C's, you want a third-party warranty, you want an equitable stake, and some sort of insurance that if that money that's at risk doesn't come back to the project, and if you're listening in as a developer, you'll probably be absolutely shocked and aghast that this goes on, but it's how many of the tier ones have made their money. So they're not interested so much in profit. They can come back with a, a break-even on their, on their profit, but as long as they're generating cash. And generating cash is the name of the game in construction. We hear about low profit margins all the time. The cash flow is the main thing. And cash is the thing that the tier ones want. Cash is the thing that developers want. The people that really suffer are the supply network that don't actually benefit from so much with the smaller amounts that they're dealing with. They don't benefit so much from uh, generating cash but they need to make a profit you need to make a profit so make sure that you've either got an equitable stake in those investments you've got a party warranty that if the contractor goes bust before the money comes back in you've got a tie in to where that you've got a tracker as to where that money has gone now there's lots of talk on project bank accounts for example uh, now project bank accounts would be great because you'd see the money was there with software tracking devices like NFund, for example, with Nishant Singh, who I've interviewed on this podcast, would, would actually track the cash in, in the project uh, with or without a, a project bank account. So that's something worth checking out. On the subject of project bank accounts, tier ones are probably not going to, or larger contracts are probably not going to be over enamored by that because obviously they need that cash to invest in, in in other places so they can generate cash that does make them a stronger business it does mean that they've got a cash reserve which means they're less likely to go out of business and i know some of the tier ones that have been operating this system have been praised because they're some of the ones that cash rich less likely to go out of business and others are going out of business but the way that they generated that is to use the supply chain of the developer as free cash if you like they don't want to see the cash tied up in the project bank account they want to be using that cash to make investments that's all well and good if everybody shares in that investment it's time for a debate about that and and i would say that tier ones are actually missing the trick there if they included their supply networks in that investment portfolio and their developer so everybody's got a share and a stake we've all got a shared mission so you know we're all in it together then I think more uh, cash will be generated. The long payment terms that are negotiated by tier ones will no longer be so necessary if we're all um, we're all contributing to the overall course. So we can get more out of it at the end of the day, shorter payments, and maybe a little bit of extra from that investment. So in the meantime, to make sure you've got your T's and C's in place, you've got a proper workflow, proper spreadsheet, showing you when your payments are due, who they need to be sent to, keeping the right records, or you've got the right software to keep those records. T's and C's have got simple payment terms in there that suits your business. You're aligning your values with the client's values, that your quality of work is great. You've got the right records that if there are delays, that you're not held to ransom. You plan the project so you've got the right resources on the job. You know that you've got good communication with your workforce, with your material suppliers. And I know that it's not easy, but it does take a bit of pre-planning and you want to make sure that people are really delivering. In, in effect, you've got to treat your supply chain as well as contractors need to, to treat theirs as your part of that. So it works all the way down the line. Let's continue with our fascinating discussion in a moment. But first, I'd like to give 
listeners the opportunity to dive into a world of financial enlightenment with our sponsor, Know Your Numbers. If you want to master your numbers and unlock your business's true potential, and if you're ready to take control of your financial destiny, click the Know Your Numbers link in the podcast notes to find out more. Make sure that you're a safe pair of hands. Your health and safety, your health and safety structure, your health and safety monitoring, it becomes part of your culture, as we've discussed on the podcast before. If you want to get more work, make sure that you've got these things in place. How can I place myself above other specialists? How can I how can I do that? If you build your portfolio, build your sales deck around high quality management system. This is what we do. Here's our track record. We keep records every day, not just for us, but so that it makes our client's job easier. Our T's and C's are simple, makes our client's job easier. We always make sure we provide all the information required by the client's QS in terms of records, in terms of calculations in the format they want on the date they want to the inbox that they want just we make it we make our clients life really simple through our health and safety for our quality management through our terms and conditions clients have got a lot on their plate each of those individuals whether it's their health and safety officer their quality management officer whether it's their quantity surveyor project manager they're all run ragged. You see this with the high staff turnover of some of these tier ones. They're run ragged. They're stressed out. If you are the type of specialist that can make their life easier and say that, that's what we're about. That's our values, to make our clients' life easier, that they don't have to go searching after things. Don't wait for them to come and ask you for information for further substantiation. Make sure that substantiation is there each month, each week. And that way, the project manager, the health and safety officer, the quality of management officer, the quantity surveyor, they start to, to know, like, and trust you. If anything makes their life easier. So for example, if you're a specialist subcontractor, you haven't given the full information, that gives your quantity surveyor a headache. He's going to be thinking, well, that's going to take me at least an hour working through that lot. I'm really pushed today. I've got a hundred other contractors to do. But, but if he sees yours and he works through the first one and says, oh, my God, this is really good. You've got all the information I need. So he's worked 20 minutes, 30 minutes, made his life easier. Yep, yep. And and you cross-reference everything to make his life easier. Then he's going to start to trust you. And in future months, he's going to go, oh, yeah, ABC Company, they're great. I haven't really got to spend too much time on them. I like them. I want them on my next project. The health and safety officer, everything's in place. Yeah, I like them. I want them on my next project. The project manager, yep, he's given us all the records. He's got all the photos. We know what the cause and effect is of, of any delays. They've pre-warned us that there might be a delay. We've got the substantiating evidence. So we're not looking back in re- retrospect, arguing over cause and effect on the dispute. You're there, you're on the button. Your service, if you like, as a specialist contractor is more than just building brick walls or more than just installing m e it's more than just doing the job it's making the administration of that contract nice and easy for your contractor and what i mean by we're helping you making it easy is that it's going to make it easier for you you're going to put them into a position where they've got very little wriggle room if they want to pin anything on you they want to delay payments we know in the industry there's lots of talk as i did started off in this podcast around government legislation new schemes new ideas we're going to crack down on late payments etc but as i say that's been going on for 30 years i haven't really seen anything change much we've seen contracts change and 
perhaps get more complicated around payment terms, new initiatives, new this, new that, the prompt payment code, which is voluntary. And now we're going to investigate late payments. All of those things are all nice to have. You know, they're all nice, fluffy things. But but on the cold face, you and I know what it's like. You know you're not getting paid. You know it might put you out of business. So sometimes you just have to roll your sleeves up and look after yourself because the industry as a whole, I don't think they're there yet to to wake up and smell the coffee. I don't think they've understood the macroeconomics that I keep going on about around where the money goes, the cash goes, the cash travels, the way the investments are done, the way the supply chain, the supply networks are used as free cash cows. The developers are used as free cash cows, if you like. So what I've outlined in this episode is how you can actually roll your sleeves up, how you can get to protect yourself, to box clever and actually put yourself ahead of the game make a, a situation where your clients your tier ones want to employ you they want you back on the next job because you've made their life easy for them and also you'll get that respect because they know they can't mess about with you they love the gray areas the main contractors they love the gray areas the, the lawyers love the gray areas but your job is to remove those gray areas and make sure that you're helping them so it's a two-way thing. You put yourself in the shoes of a, a tier one, for example. He's got hundreds of specialist subcontractors to, to deal with. He's got thousands of different connotations around the programming. So he's got a headache himself. He's got a problem, right? And your job is to solve your client's problem. What problems have they got? And there are cases where we've got problems with somebody's not turning up. We've got problems because they're not keeping records. We've got problems because they're not providing us the right substantiation. We've got problems because they've not got the right safety records and not done their toolbox talk. We haven't got this piece of information from them. And they've got problems. If you're solving their problems, believe you me, you can charge more. You can use all of that for your marketing and advertising for your business. You can put yourself ahead of the game, ahead of your competitors, and really get a good reputation for yourself. And at the same time, making sure that you get paid on time on your terms paid your price and don't get involved in a race to the bottom a race to the bottom are those that are not doing the things that i've mentioned in this podcast it's an illusion race to the bottom you can prove that you're keeping all the records correctly you're doing things correctly you're making life easy for your main contractor they're going to want to employ you they're going to say do you know what i would rather pay a bit more for peace of mind i'm going home stressed at night for these guys, if I had everyone the same as these guys on my job, I'd be prepared to pay more. And, and, and it's like that. Make it easy for people you're working with. And, and again, goes for your supply chain as well, your supply network. Make sure that when you're sending them out things to price up, when you're sending information, and actually this can go for main contractors as well, make sure you're helping your supplier to price things properly. Make sure you're giving them the right information. Put, your, put yourself in their shoes and say, if I'm an estimator in there, business can i price this really you know is there enough information is it clear enough for them to price am i putting onerous terms in there is there things in there that i'm not telling them that might change later is there design risk in there that i'm not telling them about or i haven't made really clear do i want them to carry design risk or don't i want them to carry design risk what things am i doing what things do i want from there it works two ways you can't just take 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 and expect to get paid more you've got to give something back in this day and age and, and we hear the arguments around oh, the moaning and groaning that goes on about we're being paid late and the average is 90 days and it's costing the industry 11.5 billion pound a year it's, it's 68 percent of us are not getting paid on time but there is something you can do about it and as i've outlined here take those steps 
You'll be the ones that are top of the pile. You're the ones that are be getting paid. Be part of that 32% that are getting paid on time. You want to be part of the 32%, but you want to be even more. You want to be the top one or 2% that's not only getting paid on time, but they're getting paid. You're getting paid what you want. So you're getting paid more for the, the quality and the problems that you're solving in your business. So if you want to know more about the intricacies of the things I've discussed, how you can actually promote your business in such a way that you can develop your brand, that you can develop your business so that you're heads and shoulders above the others, that you're actually solving real problems. A contractor can come and build a wall, but not many contractors can come and, and solve the other problems that your your clients are facing. So find out their problems, make sure you're solving their problems, then you can charge more for that. So I hope this has been helpful. Have a look at some of the other podcasts. One thing I haven't mentioned was about payment terms. I did mention about adjudication before. Adjudication is slow and it's expensive. It doesn't do what it says on the tin, to be fair. But if you want early payment uh, resolution, then have a look at some of my other podcasts. You can speak to uh, experts like Sean, Sean Bradley or Yosef Ewan to, to look at how you might include those in your terms and conditions. And if you want to do an overall business risk profile for yourselves, how you can add more value. Uh, Richard Brackstone is another one that you can speak to and many others. If you look through the list, all the different areas that I've discussed today, you can pick up in more detail, go a deeper dive in the relevant sections of the podcast. If you'd like to know more, if you'd like some support on how you raise head and shoulders in terms of how your branding is, how you market yourself, how you structure your business in terms of helping and solving your clients, main contractors problems, making sure that you get paid on time, feel free to contact me. My details will be in the podcast notes. I'm Stu Davidson. This is the Construction Cashflow Show. Happy payday. Thanks for joining us on Construction Cashflow, sponsored by know your numbers. Remember, when you know your numbers, you're in control of your destiny. Keep building your success story and don't forget to explore further by following the link in the podcast notes.